one. Hello and welcome to Ode to Games. I'm Kevin Valine, joined alongside Logan Plant. How are you doing, Logan? You know, it's always a good week when you get news about the greatest video game character of all time. Yeah, yeah. We're, we'll get into that. The greatest of all time uh, in his in his movie that he's featured in. It's going to be great. We'll talk about that in a minute. But first, we both, uh, that, we that both beat be, Luigi's... That could be pointing to two characters. That's why. Do you know? Only only true video game fans know who the greatest yeah. video game character of all time is. That's so true. We'll, we'll get in, into both of those those movie discussions, but there's there's one that is by far the more important one. Oh, yeah. But before we do, we both beat Luigi's Mansion 3 over the last week, so why don't we get into our thoughts on that? That's all I've been playing this week, so <laughs> we can talk about that, and then you can get into what else you've been playing. I yeah. think that this is my game of the year for 2019. Really? I have to look back and see what 2019 games I actually played instead of old ones, but... Yeah. Uh, yeah? Judgment. You probably liked Judgment more yeah, than Luigi's Mansion. That's true. Yeah, yeah I, I did. Yeah. Dragon Quest Builders 2 is far worse than Luigi's <laughs> Mansion 3. <laughs> yeah. No, but this game is really great from start to finish. It stays fantastic the whole way through, I think. I love how it just keeps throwing these different floors your way the entire time. I... Really enjoyed it. I thought the finale was really exciting. And I think it's also the best Luigi's Mansion game in the series. Yeah. Coming from someone that's only played the first one, uh, this is the better Luigi's Mansion game. We talked about it last week, that the the hotel environment that the game puts you in allows it to change up the floors so, so wildly between each of the floors so that every time you go to somewhere new, it is completely new. It's not just like, Oh, in your mansion, here's the kitchen with a boss fight, and here's the bathroom, or here's the uh, the bedroom or whatever. It's like here, yeah. every single floor is completely different, and they just go in completely wacky directions that don't even make sense, mm-hmm. but it's super fun regardless. The first, like, what, four, three or four floors make sense? Like, yeah, right. this is a real hotel, and then after that, it just goes it's... absolutely off the wall, but, and it's super but cool. But that's when it gets uh, even more fun. Is mm-hmm. when uh, they just like completely take the reins off and they're just like, let's go, let's make these bizarre floors, and that that also led into some of my favorite boss battles in the game too. Some oh, of those yeah. wilder floors where they could kind of just do whatever they wanted. Yeah, the uh, museum was my favorite boss fight of the game for sure. Yeah, uh, mine was. Uh, is that spoilers? It's too early. My 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 favorite is one of the the later floors where it gets super wacky. Okay. Uh, uh, I just don't give want the floor number. It. I don't know what I you're forget, talking about. I forget the exact floor. It's like 10 or 11, something like that. Okay. Uh, one of those. All right. We'll <laughs> I, talk I about it afterwards. Um, but yeah, I, I don't want to spoil it. I'll probably talk about it later. Uh, but it is it is really fun how they how they design that boss fight around the the level geometry and everything. I also liked, uh, as you got later in, in the game, there were a couple of like callbacks to the original Luigi's Mansion and then just like some of the secrets that they pulled out for this game where I activated one of the secrets on the second to last floor. And I'm like, what am I doing here? Like, what am I supposed to do? And then I figured it out and it was a callback to just Mario in general. Like, oh my God, like that was super cool how yeah, they did that. I know exactly what you're talking about, I think. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, it is really like cool. They, the amount of secrets in this game and the, and the fact that you, you do – so many different things to unlock each of them, and some of them are callbacks, and some of them are just super zany. Like it is so much fun to explore all of those floors. Not only with 
the crazy set pieces of these different floors. But the fact that basically anything you do in any of the rooms will probably reward you with something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whether it be just money or whether it be a secret with one of the collectible items. And there's like, not it's much just chock full of stuff. There's not much to spend your money on, but just like the other Luigi's Mansion games, you get a grade at the end based on how right. much money you hoarded throughout the entire experience. So I'm glad that that was back too, because I assumed I was going to get graded the entire time, which is why I was so thorough in my money collecting, but seeing that yep. actually pay off at the end was really rewarding. What grade did you get? I got a B. I got an A. <laughs> I I talked to my sister, who also beat it, and she had like 5,000 more than me and got an A. I was right there. I was so <laughs> close to the A. And well, you can it. you can drop back in one of your previous saves and uh, yeah. and finish it off, get a couple extra bucks. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure you were close. Yeah, it was good. It is a good time. Like, it, it felt good to be playing a Luigi's Mansion game after it's been about 15 years since I played the first one. It was just fun to play it again. And the the new mechanics they introduced, the crazy new floors, the boss fights, like, mm-hmm. it's so good. The puzzles are just so creative. It, it feels like this was made by the Mario team, but it wasn't. It was made by Next Level Games. But just the way that they utilize every possible way uh, to make use of these mechanics they introduce in ways that you would never think of, whether it's the plunger or Guiji or the little hop mechanic Luigi can do. They're just all used in such creative ways and they're constantly introducing new ones throughout each floor. It's just so clever and so smart. Yeah. They integrated some puzzles into one of the last boss fights too. That was super fun uh, to deal with you switching between Luigi and Guiji. It was, mm-hmm. was super cool how they pulled that off. Yeah, I do have one small complaint, which was uh, echoed by my sister, too. We talked about this. I'm not sure if you noticed this. The second to last floor was super short. It was just really short compared to all the floors prior to it. And it was a really, really cool setting. So we were just disappointed in its length. It was like a couple hallways and then you're at the boss. And I was just a little disappointed that that was the second to last floor. Cause I loved the setting of it. Don't want to give it away, but it was just really quick. Yeah, that's true. Um, I think, I guess while I was playing through it, I was, I was enjoying the floor so much that I didn't even think about it. I was just like, yeah, this is great. Beat the boss and then move on to the next one, especially cause that's right before the end too. So you're kind of in that mode of just, getting to the end yeah uh at least i was so i get i didn't think about it too much while i was playing through it but now that you mention it it was it was pretty short especially compared to to some of the even just the earlier just like a couple floors before yeah. were mm-hmm. a lot more substantial yeah but if that's um, the biggest gripe i have for basically this entire game that's that's a pretty great game yeah I still have a few issues with the camera. I get what they were going for, and for the most part, it works. But there are still a couple of times where uh, the camera just got a little annoying when you're trying to catch ghosts or trying to, to suck up money. More so just a minor inconvenience where you're just like, oh, I'm right here. I'm good. And then you just weren't because you were over just a little bit. Um, but nothing that would that would really hinder my enjoyment all that much. It just mm-hmm. shows up every now and then. I think that's my only complaint, really. Yeah, it's a great game. Really yeah, good. should definitely play it. Yeah. Um, I didn't mention this on the show last week, but I picked up uh, the Japanese copy of the game, uh, also called Luigi Mansion here, which bothers me a lot. (laughs) Uh, No apostrophe S on there. Um, But before it came out, uh, I was trying to check to make sure that it had an English language option because I wanted to play it in English. And 
I just assumed uh, at launch, I was just assuming that because it was a worldwide release, you know, it was releasing in all territories at the same time that it would have language options for all of the territories that it was releasing for at the same time. So I picked it up and I put it in my switch and it it recognized it as like a, a U.S. copy because I had a U.S. profile or something because the icon is still Luigi's Mansion. Like it is correct. You go in and it's automatically in English. There's and there's no language options that I could find. Like, is it because you have a North American switch? I guess. Yeah, because I have a North American uh, profile that I was loading it onto. It just swapped everything over to English, and there were no other language options. Like did, I didn't. Did your title screen say Luigi's Mansion Three? Yes, okay. it did. Yeah, it just cool. swapped it right over. That I wonder if that too is just the worldwide release, and that they're programmed for you know the regions that it's releasing in, and then if it recognizes what region you're in, it swaps over to that mm-hmm. instead of a game that you know comes out in Japan six months ahead, and then. Th- the one that comes out in North America comes out half a year later since the stuff that was for the North American version wasn't in the original version of the game. It wouldn't recognize it, but I guess because it was worldwide, it just swapped right over. Yeah, I'm sure it's a case by case basis since Luigi's Mansion three barely has any text, like compared to a lot of games. So it probably is able to just recognize that and swap it over. Yeah. So that was interesting. Also, I was just kind of surprised that there weren't any language options either that it swaps over to English and just assumes. And then it's just like, yeah, you know, <laughs> you're playing in English now. Good luck. So yeah, that was interesting. So that, that kind of caught me by surprise, but I was planning to play it in English anyways. So it wasn't a big deal or anything. Just kind of weird. First time that's happened to me <laughs> for yeah. uh, for a Japanese version of a game. But uh, yeah, Luigi's mansion is a really good time. It is. Man. It's awesome. The amount of stuff they packed into that game with the secrets, callbacks, the music, like, yeah, Boss fights. Like, I'm not super huge on boss fights all the time. Me neither. Man, uh, almost every single boss fight was super solid and super fun. Mm -hmm. And that they did a good job of providing new mechanics for those boss fights where you're sitting there for a little while trying to figure out what to do, but not long enough where you're dying a couple of times. It's usually Mm -hmm. like, oh, you take a couple of hits and you're down to, you know, like half health or something. Like, all right, I'm starting to get what's going on here. Like, it's. It's not too esoteric with how it shows things, but it also doesn't make it super easy where you're sitting there and you're just like, oh, I know what's going on instantly. Mm -hmm. It's satisfying and not frustrating, which I appreciated. Mm -hmm. How many times did you die in the entire game? Uh, Three? Three times? Nice. I I died once on the last boss fight and then I think one or two other times. Uh. I think it was all in the boss fights where it just took me a little longer than normal to, yeah. to, to figure it out. And then I wasn't given hearts uh, fast enough after that. I got um, down yeah, to we, we, uh, uh, nine hearts on the final boss fight and a couple other boss fights throughout the game, but stayed alive. And the only time I died was once and I had the golden bone that they gave you earlier on and brought me back. Oh, so yeah. I never died. Made it through. Clutch plays. Yeah. Clutch plays. But dude, yeah, that, it's not super hard, but. that low health sound is annoying. It is yeah, one of the loudest. because as it gets louder, as you're losing more health, the other sounds of the game get quieter and quieter. So when you're down to really low health, that's basically all you hear. Like the music and the other sounds in the game 
just get brought down so far that it's just like all I can hear is that like <laughs> yeah it's a little annoying <laughs> yeah especially when it starts at like what below 59 it starts below 40 or, I think yeah yeah so it's like yeah. I'm pretty good I know that I'm I know that I'm losing health and the game's just like, ah, pick up some hearts. And it's like, I can't like, shut up. Yeah. Yeah. I've been playing a few other things besides Luigi's Mansion three. I picked up three houses again after uh, beating Luigi's Mansion, Luigi's Mansion, three houses. Just thought of that. It's a good title. Uh, Fire Emblem's still fun, man. It took me a hot second to remember what in the world was going on when I left off a couple months ago, but I'm back into it now. You're relatively deep into it, right? Like, like 15 hours. Yeah. Yeah. So so, so the game has already introduced all of its mechanics, and then you drop it, and then you have to come back and pick up all the mechanics yeah. again? Yeah, but it's it's Fire Emblem, so I know how to play, but some of the school stuff I don't remember as well. Like, yeah. what was the student studying? It's like, yeah, your teacher, oh, just, your teacher just pieces out for two months <laughs> and rolls back, and it's like, yeah. all right, how's everything been, guys? So, <laughs> I'm back. Yeah. Yeah, but it's still really fun. I'm going to try and plow through that uh, until around the holidays because I don't think I'm picking up any other new games for the rest of this year besides Star Wars, but I'm going to wait a little bit on that one. So Reviews yeah. come out the day that this goes up, as does the game. So I'm excited yeah. to read some of those Star Wars reviews. Yeah, because it's an EA game, and with every single EA game, you got to wait until reviews yeah. come out. Like yeah. it, You can't pre-order those anymore. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that game a lot, though. And then Pokemon, we're going to talk about later in the show, but I'm going to wait a little bit on that one, too. Death Stranding is the one we should really talk about. Uh, I watched Zach play. I watched Zach watch three hours of Death Stranding. (laughs) Because it was how far in the game was it? Because I've heard like the first five hours is just is movie. The first three hours, I would say, is first three hours. Okay, And then he started the game with me. Yeah, he okay. he yeah. came over to my apartment and had not had time to start it yet. So I watched the beginning. The story, I will say, intrigued me. I found the story pretty intriguing. I liked some of the setups that were go- going on. It was very mysterious. Really don't know what's happening at all, but I'd say in a good way. I know that Kojima games can be pretty hard to wrap your head around, and this one, I thought, didn't lay that on too much in the first few hours. Uh, then... The gameplay, we were stumbling around mountains in the very first section of the game because Zach, as you know, is an impatient gamer. He is. And he was trying to just hurdle over these mountains. Dude, Death Stranding. Because I've heard you really have to be stealthy with uh, yeah. a lot of the game's mechanics. But he also and that loves is not stealth. Zach's MO. He loves stealth. Last of Us, Dishonored 1 and 2. Uh, so it's just it's weird he's sometimes has the patience and sometimes does not and he didn't at first but then he seems to figure it out yeah just i don't know what i think of the gameplay in fact i don't know what i think of this entire game as a whole some of the cutscenes are just absolutely bonkers insane and i fell asleep at one point during a cutscene, woke up and the cutscene was still going it was just a really long story sequence and Wait, was this was this late at night or did you just fall asleep? I was pretty sick over the weekend when he was here. Like, and so that was that was partially why I was pretty out of it. And OK, yeah. But yeah. OK. Also, it was like, was just, it that bad that you just fell asleep? Like, I haven't I don't think I've fallen asleep playing a game unless it was like 3 a.m. I was like, that would have been impressive. Yeah. So I don't know who it's for. I don't think it's for me. 
That's kind of what I decided. But Zach really enjoys it. He wanted me to tell you all that he loves it and had a great time so far. He's been playing more. He's been texting me about it. And he's just been saying what we've been hearing. A lot of walking. A lot yeah. of walking's been going on. Yeah, it it really does sound like you, you watch some of the gameplay and you could decide then and there if, if that's the game for you. Like if that if that's what you want to do, you're going to really enjoy it. If that's not what you want to do, you're not going to enjoy it whatsoever. Like mm-hmm. as weird and as out there as the game is, it seems to be pretty easy and for, for someone to figure out if this is their game to try or not. Mm-hmm. Like you can tell pretty right off the bat. Yeah, so Zach seems to like it. Haven't heard an update in the last few days. No, he's been pretty busy, but I have seen it, and I think the best opinion of it is I can't tell you what I think. I don't know. It's just something that everyone has to kind of look at and decide. I think if it's personally for them, and this is not personally for me, but I'm not going to come on the show and say that it's not for you because it might be. It's for Zach. I didn't have a bad time watching those three hours. I just was like, all right. I just experienced that, and it, it kind of bewildered me. It's like I was really enthralled at some points. I was really bored at some points, and I fell asleep at one point. And that kind of tells you the story of, of what I thought, I think. Okay. Well, I, I'm looking forward to hopefully having Zach back on the show at some point. Next week, dude. Where he can talk about it. I just confirmed with Zach that he Oh, really? Is, we got a confirmation. He should be on the show, like 90%. Okay, a confirmation of possibly. <laughs> should be well, on the show next week. to possibly getting some of his concrete thoughts yeah. next week, or not. Yeah, I changed what I was going to say. I was going to say I have confirmation he'll be back in town, which I do. I do not have confirmation he'll be on this show. Cause, okay. Yeah. Well, if he's back in town, he better be on the show. Yeah, I agree. Like, it's yeah. the most important thing. So that was Death Stranding. That's all I can really say. Uh, yeah, it was interesting. All right. Definitely interesting. Then Zach and I played the Resident Evil Monster Hunter World Iceborne crossover where you fight a tempered Valhazak, which is one of the elder dragons of the game. But And he usually has the status effect where if he hits you with like this mist that he just exudes from his entire body, you lose half your health bar. Not like half your health, like... Your maximum health bar oh, you're, goes oh down God. by 50%. That's brutal. And you have to eat a Knollberry to restore it back to 100%. So you fight one of those, but instead of his fog doing that, his fog turns you into a zombie. And you can still attack, but you're just super slow. And your health regenerates slowly over time, but you can't roll. So you're way more susceptible to get just oh, drilled God. by his attacks. And yeah. We got turned into zombies probably 15 to 20 times each over the course of this fight, and it was just not fun. But I did spend $3 on the PlayStation Store to get the Tyrant to be my handler for the rest of time. That was $3? Yeah. It was worth (laughs) it, man. I thought he was an unlockable, but no, he was just DLC. (laughs) Yeah, I thought that was kind of part of the pack. I didn't realize that was an extra purchase. Yeah. Claire and Leon costumes are something you can actually go and forge. And I have okay. most of the parts to do. I can forge Claire right now. You I think. craft the not, tyrant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but he was just, I was looking all over the menus for him and I couldn't find him, but I just bought him. Then this is the most exciting part. Kevin, do you remember when Zach and I on Iceborne weekend talked about how I did not have access to the new photo mode because of some weird glitch where the yeah, dude yeah. wouldn't talk yeah. to me? Yeah, he finally talked to me What? with the latest update. 
It was incredible. One update ago, I got a notification on my screen that said, the, Lin- the Linian researcher is ready to talk to you. And I went over there and he had nothing to say. He was not I, ready. <laughs> he was not. And so this time, uh, we start. I started in the Saliana, the Iceborne hub, and we see an exclamation point on my map. And we're both like, oh, man. And we, like, link arms as I'm walking over there in the game because we're so nervous. And then he's like, hey, how would you like to do this task for me? And he gives me he's the like, camera. Yes. <laughs> so they finally fixed it for me. I finally have the camera, and I'm very was excited. Was that the, the, the Logan patch? It was. It was. They finally saw my <laughs> like, tweet from two months ago. In the patch ago. notes, be like, here you go, Logan. <laughs> we fixed it for you. <laughs> you were the only one. I found no one else in existence who, who could not access the photo mode, but it's very possible that people didn't know because they weren't playing side-by-side side with another television that got the photo mode when I right. didn't. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, if it didn't work, you may just assume that it doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah. It's not even a feature. Yeah. Yeah. So I never saw Here. anyone else with that problem, but it's finally fixed, and that's super exciting. Yeah. Well, good good for you. You've been using that? Or... No, not at all. Okay. <laughs> but you got it, so. I do have it. Yeah. That's good. And then a lot of Super Monkey Ball today. Just, like, just got back all from. All over Banana Blitz HD, right? No, the original. <laughs> the original on GameCube, the one where you can't die even once if you want to unlock the extra levels. Today, I plowed through the 30 advanced levels without dying. I finally did it, and then I died on the extra levels and lost all five of my continues on this brutal level, so now I need to do it all again to get back God. to the extra levels. Oh, it's God. so good. It's so good, I would man. not have the patience for that. Yeah. <laughs> I got other stuff to play. <clears throat> yeah. Excuse me. Got other stuff to do, but someone who wants to bang their head against the wall that many times, there you go. Oh, Can Yeah. You- super crazy levels that's what i play that franchise for super crazy levels that's it for me though all right let's talk about these movies yeah man which one you want you want to go you want to go with the 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 earth shattering most important news first i do i do want to talk that mark Wahlberg is in talks to play the greatest video game character of all time victor solomon in the uncharted movie of course even crazier that apparently he was originally going to play Nathan Drake and now just aged so far that they're just like, yeah, you're Sully now, dude. Like, changed over. That's a joke, right? That was an internet joke. As reported by Variety, no Walter way. was no originally way. set to play Drake when David O. Russell was first directing. And now he's back possibly being... <laughs> dude, <laughs> I saw... A tweet from just this like random personality I follow on Twitter, and he was like, "Isn't it crazy that Mark Wahlberg was supposed to be Nathan Drake, but this movie's I, been in developmental hell so long that now he's Sully?" And I thought that was like a really good joke. I'm like, I, man, I saw well that on done, Twitter too. Yeah, I was like, well done, but that's real. Yep. <laughs> oh my goodness, this movie. Mark Wahlberg as Victor Sullivan would be great. Tom Holland's playing a young Nathan Drake, and I think that Mark Wahlberg is about as far away age-wise from Sullivan as Tom Holland is from the real Nathan Drake. Yeah. So I think it looks good. I'd st- I still want Nathan Fillion, though. Like, yeah. The man is perfect, and he made that fan film, which yeah. is incredible. Yeah. Like, that thing is incredible. Like, why? Yeah. Why is it Nathan Fillion? <sighs> Nathan Drake? Tom Holland could be the young Nate, if that's part of the the story mm-hmm. yeah uh 
I don't know. But but considering how long this movie has just been shuffling around doing nothing, we could have an entirely new cast in two years. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> could be it could be anybody. So yeah, who knows? Maybe Nathan Fillion could just stumble on in and just be like, "Oh, you're Nate now, I guess." Hey, but Mark uh, Wahlberg, if you're listening to this, I'm not sure if you understand the gravity of the role that you're possibly taking on here. We're going to be investigating every move you make on that screen as our boy, Victor Sullivan. I yeah. Hope, I hope you do him justice. I hope you do. Anything less than perfection is unacceptable. <laughs> like, I need perfection. Me too. As Victor Sullivan. Yeah, I agree. Mark Wahlberg. It's in your hands now. Maybe. When is this movie coming out, man? <laughs> like, <laughs> what do you think will happen first? A new Uncharted game or the Uncharted movie? God. Going game. Honestly, I'd go for an Uncharted spinoff as, yep. as a greater possibility. I'm going Just game. with, like, and I, and I have nothing to base that on because there's absolutely no Uncharted game news whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Like, not even a rumor, but mm-hmm. this movie has just been doing nothing for like yeah. four years it seems yeah. hey it's finally it's in motion <laughs> is it because <laughs> they got know. mark Wahlberg. it's yeah dude. it's victor sullivan yeah uh yeah you know what other movie is coming out what movie the sonic movie what? oh yeah yeah yes. dude we got our now f- i'm actually actually looking forward to it me a too bit. i'm really looking forward to it got a new trailer with of course the newly redesigned sonic and i think he looks great yeah yeah you they do the uh like the side-by-side comparisons with some because they feature a couple of the same shots from the first trailer yeah. that they do in this new one it's like night and day yeah you look back at that old one and you're just like how in the world did that get passed it looks even like, worse now like, I didn't think it could look worse, but now that we have, like, a real good design, it looks just awful. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, it Yeah, it just looks infinitely more gross. But I, I, I saw the thought that the original Disgusting Sonic should be put in the, like, the Blu-ray or whatever as a bonus. Oh, <laughs> like, man. That would I, be awesome. I, I'm, I'm down for that. I'm down to see what the original yeah. abomination would look like in the movie if they still have it. Yeah. Uh, so I support that. But yeah, it it's it's amazing what what design, redesigning Sonic and kind of changing up the tone of the trailer can do for mm-hmm. this because it is completely different. Yeah. Like it looks it felt like a Sonic thing. It felt like a Sonic story to me, tonally, visually. So I, I'm really looking forward to it. If you haven't seen what Sonic looks like yet, it's way more what we're used to seeing in the games with still some differences. Uh, you can still see his like separated teeth just a little bit in his mouth. It's not nearly as horrible as they looked before. Yeah. And then his pupils are still separated like they were in the original. But they're, but they're way bigger. Yeah. So it looks more like Sonic mm-hmm. and it's less noticeable that they're not connected. Yeah. And Tyson Hess, who is a artist who has worked on the Archie comic iterations of Sonic, the new IDW publishing iterations of Sonic, Sonic Mania Adventures, and Team Sonic Racing Overdrive, a ton of different animations for Sonic in recent years, actually was brought in to help with this redesign process, and I think it looks fantastic, and he did great work, and I'm glad that they brought in someone who actually works with real Sonic properties to help them fix their mess. Yeah, yeah, that was that was the smart move to go about it. That also kind of dispels that myth that was going around that this was like a calculated yeah. ploy to be like, 
oh, oops, like, <laughs> uh, we know Sonic looks absolutely hideous. Why yeah. don't we just, like, do a couple of things here? And, oh, there we go. We got the new one. Like, they had to go and get somebody mm-hmm. to completely redesign him to make yeah. him look not disgusting and just like Sonic. So I am looking again, forward to this movie now. I, I don't know. Again, I don't know why they thought the original design was okay. <laughs> like... I appreciate that he's got gloves now and doesn't have disgusting little like just white hands like the gloves just yeah it it it's way better uh, and I appreciated uh, that they threw more actual like Sonic callbacks into this trailer with mm-hmm. Green Hill Zone mm-hmm. uh, there were some people that found that some of his animations from the games were in the trailer mm-hmm. like him like off of a ledge yeah. and things like that there were a couple of of nice little callbacks along with the fact that he actually looks like Sonic that makes me a little bit more hopeful about the movie. Yeah, and it just like when he runs to slide across the hood of the car and then he swings in and he's like, I've always wanted to do this. And then he slides across the hood, swings in through the window and says, nailed it. And like, yeah, that is, that's exactly what Sonic would do there. It was like, you, you did it. You did it. And I'm looking forward to this movie. I expect it to be cheesy, but it's going to be great. I, I can't wait. Uh, have you seen the the new poster that they made for it? Uh, yes. Um, is it just me, or does Jim Carrey just look a little weird? He does. It? Like, he I don't does, know. It, yeah. Like, you've got Sonic, and he looks great. And then there's Jim Carrey, who's Robotnik Eggman. And something about it's just off. Yeah. Like, it, I don't know if it's his exp- – I think it's his expression. It It's just weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I don't – I'm with I, you. I can't put my finger on what it is, but he just looks off. Mm-hmm. They got everything else right, but I guess I guess they still have a little bit more work to do on uh, on Robotnik. But yeah, yeah just kind of weird. But yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to it a little bit more. I'm not expecting some Oscar movie or anything here, oh, but God, no. uh, I'm more hopeful now of uh, of just an enjoyable movie to watch. Yeah, so. just a stupid fun Sonic movie. That's all I yeah. need. That's all I need. Yeah. Did you know that the runtime for this movie will likely match the runtime for Sonic Forces minus cutscenes? Minus. What was that, like an hour? It's like an hour 40. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. my God. Sonic Forces, man. Let's see. What a game. Yeah. Speaking of games that we absolutely loved, a new Stardew update got a release date for PC. Kevin, you want to tell us a little bit more about this update? Yeah. So still not a ton of information. It, it sounds like uh, um, Eric Barone, the, the guy who made Stardew Valley, wants to keep a lot of the stuff a little bit more under wraps because uh, it sounds like a lot of the new content is going to be uh, some post-game content. So he's adding in more content for After Marriage, which is great because not only in Stardew Valley, but in other Harvest Moon and Story of Seasons games, it was always a little bit weird when you get married Mm -hmm. and then your spouse just stands in the house doing nothing and you can't do anything. You give stuff to him and it doesn't matter. Like, it's it's very weird. So I appreciate that he understands that there has been a problem not only not only with Stardew but in Harvest Moon in general. That he's adding in uh, more heart events post marriage, which is super cool. Um, so I, 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 he gives an example of wild bait uh, that now will give you a chance to catch double fish. So just more uses for different items, uh, quality of life improvements. The other one that I heard that. Uh, he talked about about a month or two ago was that uh, you should be able to donate things to the community center straight from your menu from the community center tab mm-hmm. on the menu 
rather than having to go all the way to the community center, find the specific block that you need to donate into and then donate there, uh, which would be awesome because then you don't have to trudge all the way over there. That's a huge quality of life improvement. So it just sounds like uh, some extra polish uh, just to complete off this game. If this is the last update, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, and it comes out on the 26th on PC and sounds like in a week or two after that, maybe a little more, it'll be coming to consoles as well. Excited so, to play that again after that update then. That'll be fun. Yeah, yeah. Just looking forward to just that little bit of extra polish. Um, it's so great that uh, that this game has been supported for so long, especially when it's one guy who's doing it. Mm-hmm. And then it came out at a, at a budget price. He hasn't, hasn't asked for more money for any of the DLC. It's all been free. And then he's been supporting this game from what it sounds like just because there's things he still wants to do. And then he looks at the game and is like, hey, you know, this could be better. You know, I want to do some things here and there. And he just does it. Like, it's great. And so. people still buying the game. I'm sure that these updates do get good press and people hear about it who haven't picked it up yet and then play it. Like, I just bought it this year. This game's been out for a long time and I just picked it up. So I'm glad to see it's still doing so well, even though it hasn't had any paid DLC. It's really cool. Yeah. Also, for uh, for Xbox players, the multiplayer update finally came out. Oh, nice. Like a week nice. or two ago. So, uh, so there you go. Uh, they had to wait a lot longer for some reason, but it's finally out on, on Xbox. So on all console, multiplayer is out. So you can uh, hit up your multiplayer worlds and get ready for the update in a couple of weeks. Speaking of Xbox, inside Xbox at X, XO19. I don't know how you're <laughs> supposed to say that. I've only ever seen it written. So 19. Yeah. 2000 XO 19. You <laughs> may see reveals from rare and obsidian. Now, by the time this episode goes up, the inside Xbox will have happened. So I don't want to spend too long on this. Just want to mention that we're aware of it and we'll discuss it next week. And I'm really excited for them to reveal a new banjo game. Yeah. Be nice. Wouldn't it? Not it's a, uh, it's a connect game. Actually. <laughs> The it's connect, connect version of Sea of Thieves. Man, come on, uh, make a banjo. Banjo's been all the rage <laughs> since he's been in Smash. Make it happen. It'd be cool. Yeah, I've also heard rumors about an Age of Empires four. So if that happens, I'd be super excited for that. I haven't played an Age of Empires game in years. Microsoft so. said this is going to be their biggest inside Xbox yet, which wouldn't be too hard to make happen given the history of inside <laughs> Xbox, where but, they've got like four games and just have developers talk for like twenty five minutes. But it's I'm like, looking right, forward cool. to it. I'm looking forward to see what they. Have. I'm intrigued by Xbox heading into next generation. Yeah, yeah, they're they're doing a lot right just uh, with customer service and everything like that. Mm -hmm. So hopefully if they bring in a lot of quality games, like that's all they're missing right now. Mm -hmm. Like all of just the extra things they've done to make the consumer experience better has been great. Now all they have to do is back it up with a good library of games for Scarlet. Yeah. So, yeah, look looking forward to talk about talking about that more uh, on next week's show mm -hmm. with Zach. Yeah, well, most likely. <laughs> most likely. Google Stadia launch lineup was revealed and it has 12 games and one exclusive. Yes. Let's talk about the exclusive right now. Guilt is the one exclusive. It is by the Rhyme developers. Uh, sounds like a horror game. That is the one exclusive. Nothing against Guilt. It's probably a fine game. But that is your one exclusive. It's not a Breath of the Wild. It's not a Spider-Man. It's not. It's not something like that. It's it's guilt. Well, to be um, fair, Spider-Man was a launch game. Spider-Man was a launch title. I don't really think that the 
the PS4 didn't really launch with the killer app. A lot of consoles don't. Breath of the Wild is kind of a, a rarity, I think, as far as a killer app at launch. But the problem is that none of these games are new games. Yeah. It's Assassin's Creed Odyssey, Destiny 2, Just Dance 2020. That's a new game. Mortal Kombat 11, <laughs> Kine. I, I don't really know what Kine is. Neither do I, to be fair. Red Dead Redemption <laughs> 2, Rise of the Tomb Raider, Samurai Showdown, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, Thumper, and Tomb Raider. So you're getting the entire Tomb Raider trilogy. And then yeah, later, later in 2019, before the end of the year, Attack on Titan 2 Final Battle, Borderlands 3, a fairly new game, Darksiders Genesis, that one is new. Darksiders Genesis is uh, new, I think. Yeah, but Darks people have not liked the most recent Darksiders games, so that may or may not be a good game at all, so... Mm -hmm. We'll see. Dragon Ball Z Universe 2, Farming Simulator 19, Final Fantasy 15, uh, Football Manager 2020, Ghost Recon Breakpoint, Grid, Metro Exodus, 2K20, Rage 2, Trials Rising, Wolfenstein Youngblood. So yeah. This is a pretty soft launch. And remember, this launch lineup is just for those early adopters who bought the Founders Edition or the Premier Edition. Stadia Base launches sometime next year. We don't even know when yet. So this is basically like a beta test of stadia i i'm gonna be interested to see if they break out some bigger titles when stadia base comes out for everyone to try sometime next year but this this is not a very enticing launch lineup at all no and just the in everything surrounding this lineup does feel like it is a soft beta launch you've got the limited selection of games most of which are not only out on other platforms but have been out on other platforms long enough where you assume that a, a wide majority of people have already played them, but then you hear about the fact that they're shipping out the Founders Edition in waves and that people mm -hmm. who pre-ordered it before launch may not get it for up to two weeks after the system or the, the service launches. Yeah. I, I guess they're not trying to build a ton of momentum here for for just the casual crowd, but as it is right now with with everything surrounding the lineup, it is it is not doing a good job of selling itself and will honestly need a much bigger push come next year uh, when when the rest of the public will mm -hmm. will play it. They need something else because this is this is not it. Yeah, it's. Yeah. I am pretty disappointed with this, honestly. I'm not playing Stadia at launch, but I thought they'd come out with a little bit more than this. Um, but I, maybe it's a novelty of, wow, I'm streaming Red Dead 2. Maybe that's what they're banking on. I am curious I, to see how it works. I don't think works. I'd be able to stream Red Dead 2. <laughs> yeah. Red Dead 2? Yeah. It's going to take a lot. Yeah. Uh, I was also looking at, at these titles, and you're going to have to buy all of these, besides Destiny 2, because mm -hmm. that game is free, because it's free to play already. Um, what are these games going to be launching at price-wise? Because a lot of these games are already out, and mm -hmm. if... If it's not a Nintendo game, within the calendar year, most of these games are already 20 bucks. Yeah, that'll be interesting so, to see, too. So, yeah, what are they – like, are they going to be marking these games at 20 or 30 bucks? I don't think so. I feel like they should, but I don't think they will. Yeah, I don't think they will either. I think we'll see 50 or 60. And it's like, is someone really going to want to pay – if you've already paid the $130 for the Founders Edition, are you really going to want to pay another 50 or $60 for a game that came out two years ago that is $20 on other platforms? Mm -hmm. I don't know. 
Yeah, there's a, there's a see. lot surrounding this lineup that uh, uh, this launch in general that uh, I'm not a super big fan of. On top of the fact that I'm not super interested in in streaming games, but it, it's not a strong launch by any means. Yeah, definitely not. We'll be interesting to see how that all plays out. We mentioned Red Dead Two. Rockstar North is hiring for next gen open world character driven game. GTA. Yeah. GTA. GTA, be, man. right? It's got to be GTA Six. Yeah. yeah. What else? What else are they really working on? Bully uh, Two. That was rumor, but I also <laughs> heard that that had been shut down years ago, yeah. and that that had been in development like a decade ago, and then was uh, was was canned. So it's got to be GTA. It's, it's got to be GTA, and this is also one of the first real, like, actual bits of news that we have that. That GTA, we all assume GTA Six is going to be coming out eventually because GTA yeah. Five made so much money. Mm-hmm. But this is does. kind of the first bit of of concrete news that that uh, there's something big going on at Rockstar North, and that this also references next gen as well. Mm-hmm. That uh, if this is in fact GTA Six, that seems like it's going to be for next gen consoles. Yeah. So I'm looking so. looking forward to seeing how long that takes because Red Dead Two did just come out. What, GTA 5 came out in 2011? 13. Oh, 2013? Really? 2013. Okay. okay. I, be- I believe. So yeah, that's roughly like 20- five years between major titles for them. Of course, in between that, they updated GTA 5 a ton, and now Red Dead 2 is seeing a bunch of content updates. So we'll be interesting to see how far along into next gen we get a game like GTA 6. Probably not until like the second half of the generation, is what I'm going to say. I don't think this is going to be for a long time. Yeah, we'll see. It- it depends too on uh, on how much manpower they have to split between projects, mm-hmm. uh, because GTA is one of their staple franchises. So you have to assume that work is being done on GTA at almost any time. Even when a new game comes out, there's there's got to be you know some some planning on the next GTA game at the very least. But with so how much money GTA Five made? I wonder how if they didn't feel the need to rush into the development of GTA Six. Maybe it still is in the early stages. Really don't know. Yeah, yeah, but you know, I don't know if if rush is the word you want to call it when the last game in the franchise came out almost seven years ago. So, yeah. you know, we'll we'll see. But that does at least mean uh, most likely next gen. So, wait a little bit longer. But I'm excited. It's been it's been so long since I played GTA Five. I'm I'm looking forward to another GTA game. I know. Played GTA. Game. It's a good t- GTA Five. Actually, I did really enjoy the story. So. Looking forward to see what they can do with, uh, with GTA 6 and make boatloads more money with that yeah. online mode. Yeah. And just watch as everybody's millions of dollars that they've spent on GTA 5 online just be like, oh, well, got to gotta spend again. <laughs> Drop in more money. Yeah. Doesn't transfer over. Yeah. yeah. I think that's all we have for news this week, Kevin. All right. We can hop into the O2 segment. And this week, it's going to be about Pokemon because there's... A lot going on with this game. Uh, it will be out by the time this goes up. It'll be the day of. Uh, just it has been a snowball effect with this game, uh, with with the news and the rumors and the leaks that have been coming out in the weeks leading up to launch. So we thought for this week's O2, we just take a look at uh, all these rumors, good and bad, and, and talk about our thoughts on them as Pokemon Sword and Shield is set to release. What a weird thing, man! Two nights ago. The hashtag that was trending was thank you, Game Freak. 
which was started by Pokemon fans who felt bad for the company. I mean, stuff came out saying morale there was at an all-time low after everything that's all the crap that they've been getting thrown from fans who are disappointed with what they've seen of Sword and Shield. So the, the hashtag thank you game freak starts and people are sharing their favorite Pokemon memories and just thanking this developer for working on a franchise that's meant so much to so many people. The next night, hashtag game freak lied was the main <laughs> trending hashtag yeah. of these really salty fans who believe from a data mine or a leak that is unconfirmed at this time because the game is not even out that they just reused the models from the 3ds games after they said the reason they cut out so many pokemons from uh, so many pokemon from the national decks was because they had to build completely new models so the hashtag game freak lied was trending today what is that man and that's the internet pulling a 180 mm. like it always does yeah well i like to believe it was a almost completely different set of people that yeah were tweeting each yeah. thing obviously but but that's it's kind of how the absurd. internet goes with the discussion just completely mm -hmm. shifting on a dime. Mm -hmm. And like, here's the thing. Making new models does not mean starting completely from scratch. I firmly believe that they took the 3DS models and worked them out to work in HD on the Switch on completely different hardware than the 3DS. All you need to do is look at the Pokemon animations and see that they're almost identical to the 3DS versions. The way that Pikachu stands, things like that, it, it applies to other Pokemon too. It's clear these were, they started from the 3DS model. That doesn't mean that they just copied and pasted. That's not how it works. So it's not a lie to say we had to make new ones even though we started with a base from the old ones. That still takes a lot of effort, and I think people are overlooking that. And ooh, I'm pretty sick of all the negativity I've been seeing on the internet the last couple of days. Yeah. It does it it's not it's not a control C, control V situation yeah. of just like, oh, <laughs> pop yeah. it in there, like yeah. boom, done. Um I I get people's complaints to a point. I understand the, the national decks thing. If your favorite Pokemon isn't in there, that sucks. I get it. And I also get if you're disappointed that you don't think that the games are pushing the boundaries as much as they should. I can totally understand that, that the Pokemon don't look that much different. But I also don't think that you should be spreading the vitriol that some people are. Mm -hmm. it, it, it's Pokemon. <laughs> it's Pokemon. Like that, That's what you have to understand. And you also kind of have to understand, for better or for worse, that Pokemon games in general don't push the envelope all that much anyways mm -hmm. they so never have. so you can be disappointed and you it's within your right to not pick up the game like i'm not picking up the game at launch which is something i haven't done for a long time in a pokemon Same. game mm -hmm. but 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 the discourse online is incredibly toxic and super sad and it frustrates me that people have gone to such lengths for something that it is not that big of a deal. And you might hear this show and think, well, Logan, you've complained about your disappointment over these new entries a lot. Yes, I have, but I'm not, I don't personally attack or blame Game Freak. I have just accepted this is what Pokemon is. Before Sword and Shield were revealed whatsoever, I said, I hope these take a huge step since they're the first ones on Switch, the first new generation, new mainline entries on Switch. And then I saw the trailer, I'm like, well, that looks pretty much like Pokemon we're used to seeing. I was disappointed for a few days, and then I got over it because this is what Pokemon always does. They're always baby steps. They always leave some ideas behind in previous generations, and that's fine because in the end, the games are pretty much always a good time. And 
So if you can just go and have a good experience training up your party of Pokemon, beating all the gyms, becoming the champion, catching the legendary, that's what I expect from Pokemon. And Sword and Shield, based on the reviews I've read today, deliver on that. And I don't think it's it's not worth your time or your energy to complain so much about a game when all it's going to do is hurt the developers. All it's going to do is lower their morale. It's not going to change anything. It's just not worth it, man. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's frustrating. And I saw I saw a good take on on Twitter that if you're going to get mad at anyone, get mad at the Pokemon company, the company that oversees everything. Game Freak isn't at fault when they have a deadline to reach. And because Pokemon is such a big franchise that has so many different working parts, whether it be the trading card game or whether it be the show or whether it be all of the merchandise that they have that need to coincide with the games, they're probably breathing down Game Freak's neck to finish this game and get it out in time so that everything else kind of works in tandem. So if you're mad that the game doesn't seem as polished as you want, again, don't no no vitriol, no death threats or anything like that. But if you're going, if if if, if you have frustration, you gotta get mad at the bigger company that is really pulling all the strings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. It's I said last week, I wish that the Pokemon company and Game Freak had decided to either A, wait a year for Sword and Shield, or B, uh, not do the Let's Go remakes with the timing that they did, and allow them to focus more fully on Pokemon Sword and Shield. I don't know what the development looked like for Little Town Hero, but that was another project that came out of Game Freak. Again, I don't know the construction of their team, but it just seems like they've been spread pretty thin, and I don't think it's on them. And Pokemon is an annualized franchise. I don't think it should be personally, but that's the way it is just because it prints money for the Pokemon company through the anime and all the merchandise and movies and just everything else that is associated with Pokemon has to start from the game. A generation kicks off with a new set of games. And so this just machine... Every cog can't start moving until those games release. So that's why the Pokemon company pushes so hard for this to be annualized because then they can make toys of all the new Pokemon. They can make the anime in the new region and it just goes and goes until it's time to do it again with Generation 9, 10, 11, and so on. Yeah, so if you're mad, you don't get mad at the developers. That that goes for not only Pokemon, but for any other situation. If you're If you're looking at a game that's coming out and it's frustrating you, you shouldn't get mad at the developer. Most mm-hmm. of the time, it's the publisher that is that is the one that has all the power to pull the strings and to make the developers do what they want to get the game at market when the publisher wants. So mm-hmm. that's where you should be directing frustration on that. Again, no no death threats or anything serious like that. But that that's where complaints should be should be directed towards. Yeah. I'm yeah. actually more excited for the game after seeing some reviews today. Some people really, really liked it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, reviews have come out as we're recording this, and the game will be out on the day this goes up. Um, but it's it's not too crazy surprising when you see um, when you see most reviews uh, saying, "Well, you know, it's it's a good time. There's a lot of these little tweaks that I like, but it doesn't push the series forward all that much." Mm-hmm. Because that's, that's what it is mm-hmm. every single time. Yes, but I've also heard that the some of the quality of life improvements in this one um, make it, in some reviewers' opinions, one of the best in the franchise. Like yeah. the ability to skip tutorials from the start, the ability that's, to swap yeah. out your Pokemon from boxes at any time, 
the wild area people think is a great addition. So there are those baby steps forward that make the experience better. And yeah, I'm, I'm actually more excited for it than I have been, I think all year for sword and shield. Yeah. It's kind of my final thoughts on, on, on the game in general before it comes out and why I'm not picking it up at launch beyond most of the controversy. I look back on the last couple Pokemon games that I've played that being X and Y and sun and moon. And while they're fine games, I couldn't, it, it was hard to get to the end for both of those games. I played through them, got through seven or so gyms, had a good time. And then it, he just kind of burn out on me. Mm -hmm. And I look at this game and I see more of the same and I see the $60 price point. That's kind of what kills me the most about it because I, I felt better picking up these games and they were $40. Now that it's the same game with not too much in the way of improvements for $20 more automatically because it's on a home console. That just deters me a little bit more from it beyond any of the other controversies surrounding the game. It's the fact that the last couple of games just haven't done it for me and raising the price $20 just because it's on a home console, despite the fact that it looks very similar, just in structure. That yeah, I don't think you can say just because it's on a home console. It's also an HD, which is much more difficult to develop in. Right. But if I'm playing basically the same game that's up for an extra $20 and having not fully enjoyed the last couple of games and that's mm -hmm. the direction that they've been taking the series in the last couple of generations mm -hmm. then it's one that i feel pretty safe in waiting for some sort of price drop before i pick it up yeah i'm not getting this one on launch either and uh, i'm not sure exactly why at this point i think it's just because right now i want to get through fire emblem instead get through a few other things in the backlog but i'm definitely going to play this at some point i also think it just comes from a place of i'm in the same boat as you i did not like sun I did not like Sun very much at all. I put it down for two years, came back to it, and finally beat it. And then before that, um, Alpha, Alpha, oh, yeah. Sapphire, I never and Omega finished Ruby. those games. I don't think, I don't think I finished Omega Ruby. And I adore Generation I Three. I love Gen Three, and some of the magic was lost in those remakes for me. And then X and Y, I liked, and Black and White Two, I hated, and yeah. So really, since Gen Four. I have not been that into Pokemon as much as I was. So I'm going to wait a while, but I know that Pokemon is, it's like a comfort food. You know what to expect. So I am looking forward to it in that sense. Yeah. So hopefully people can put all this crap aside, pick up the game on launch if you are, and just enjoy it. Because that's what, that's what Pokemon will provide. It, again, like you said, it's comfort food. It's good fun for what it is. And if, if what you're expecting is another standard Pokemon game in HD on a home console, that's what you're going to be getting. And if you expect that, you're probably going to have a pretty good time with it. Mm -hmm. Yep. I don't, so. I think I'm, that's where I'm at too. So I'm good to go on yeah. this one. Yeah. I think that's going to about do it for us. Any last thoughts in general before we finish this one off? Star Wars Jedi, man. I think that game looks really cool. I'm excited to see some reviews on it. Yeah. I hope. I hope I hope EA doesn't doesn't butcher another yeah. launch. I really I really hope they don't. Yeah. As much as I as much as I I want a good game <laughs> from one of their studios, yeah. you got to hold your breath every time. And I hate that you have to do that with yeah. with each of their games, but with every single game they mess up something. Yeah. So, hopefully they get this one right. And I know you're not a big Star Wars guy, but you know I am. And you know how devastated I was 
at all the issues with single-player Star Wars games since EA has taken over. So we're finally getting one from this EA partnership uh, with LucasArts. I'm really excited for it. Yeah, hopefully, one, it has a good launch, none of the EA garbage issues that they have, and two, I hope that it sells well so that you got you got to pound it into EA's head that these types of games are games that people want, yeah. not just yeah. another another Battlefront with a ton of microtransactions. A single player story driven game is something that people want. So I hope that it launches well, no EA issues, and that if if that happens, then it sells well. Yep. So yeah. So how long are you waiting on that? You're just waiting until reviews come out before picking it up. Uh, hoping for. Probably just around the holidays, maybe a Christmas present, something like that. Huh? Yeah. That's not too far off. No, no, I can wait. Like I said, I got stuff to beat trying to finish up Judgment and Fire Emblem before Christmas is what I'll say. And you wait a month, that game could be like $40 <laughs> <laughs> or something. Like yeah. You never know with these games. Within yeah. a month, those things can be way cheaper. So, yeah. yeah. So for people enjoying Pokemon this coming weekend or looking forward to uh, these next couple games that are coming out, hopefully you have a good time with those. But that... Yeah is going to do it for us on this week's episode of Ode to Games. We're here on Fridays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, other podcast streaming services that you may use. We're on Twitter at Ode to Games. If you have a question, you can send an email to odegamescast at gmail.com. For Logan, I'm Kevin. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch you next week.